How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? How you doing? I'm good, man. You just, right. pass, you just pass the bar. Yeah. It's like a, like a Jay-Z song. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a Jay-Z song about the bar? He, he, well, he says he doesn't pass the bar, but he knows a little bit. Oh, okay. All right, well, so, I don't doubt that Jay-Z's super smart considering how rich he is. He's a billionaire, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't get there for no reason. That's true. But um, I... Uh, I don't know if I know any Jay Z. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever listened to Jay Z. Yeah. And not my thing. Mm. Maybe it is. I never listened to it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Give him a shot. So right, what, song, what song should I listen to? Ninety nine problems. That's a good one. Oh, I guess I know that song. Yeah. Um so you're you're a, a man of many talents, right? Is that fair to say? Um, I mean, you said it, not me. Okay, well, I'll say it. Um, mm-hmm. Are you are you officially a lawyer now? Are you? An uh, well, I'm getting sworn in tomorrow. So oh shit! There's still like you have to do an oath, and uh, yeah, there's still like a formal thing. This is some like um, ma- messianic but, rituals. But I'm eligible. I'm el- yeah. It, oh, it's definitely like that. Yeah definitely a secret society do you get a sword of some sort at the at the no you just get this card that says oh. a number on it that's not as sexy Mm-mm. um and then you put an esq next to your name hell yeah are you gonna do i need to change my <clears throat> my phone contact for you yeah yeah you probably should yeah. no i'm just kidding are you using your uh well, I guess they can see your name on the screen. Are you using, is it Andrew Cabbage Esquire or your? No, your, your yeah, it's not my name. Right. It's, uh, I didn't know what your real last name was for the longest time until I got a package from you. I was like, ah. Okay. Yeah, you, it's a secret. Do you think people, do people feel that way a lot? Have you heard that before? Oh, yeah. All the time people think that's my real name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What but is, the people who think it's my real name aren't the people that I'm hiding my real name from. Ooh. It, it's the other people that I'm hiding my real name or hiding my fake name from. Right. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name Swamp Cabbage? What does that mean? Oh, um, okay. So uh, there is a legend of uh, it's a uh, Swamp Cabbage was kind of it's like a cryptic of like a um a central florida thing yeah like kind of like uh like swamp like skunk sorry like uh like skunk ape or like bigfoot like kind of thing okay yeah so but swamp cabbage man is specifically like a central florida thing um and uh their stories have gone back a long time uh real quickly it would be like uh when Disney bought all of the swamp land, uh, and I think that was in like 19, like 1959, I think is when Disney started buying the land down here. Yeah. Um, they have reports of their workers being like scared off by swamp cabbage man. And like, there's a lot of stories like that. Uh, and they documented it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, 
you've heard the uh, you've heard the movie like Swamp Thing, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Swamp Thing uh, is basically Swamp Cabbage Man, except for uh, when they made the movie, they thought the name Swamp Cabbage Man was stupid, so they changed it to Swamp Thing. But it's based off of Swamp Cabbage Man. Shit. So yeah. So I just wanted like a, a local like reference. You know, that's why I did it. So nice. That's a, I think it's cool. That's a deep um, cut. But he's yeah. supposed to be like supposed to be like nine feet tall. And uh there's a specific stretch of uh you know central Florida, like kinda in the woods, where supposedly he chases down cars and lives out in the woods. And so uh and he's supposed to be really fast, like he can run like sixty miles an hour. Have you had any encounters or what you thought were no. encounters? No. No, I'm not saying I believe he's real. Mm. I just sorry. Mm. It's a good name. It's a good record label name. Did you have yeah. did you have were you Andrew Cabbage before the record label? Or is that same thing? No. Um so the reason why I changed my last name on all my social media to Cabbage was I just started teaching and I didn't oh. want my students to find me. Yeah. Um reason why I changed it to Cabbage. I didn't give myself that nickname. People started calling me Cabbage because of Swamp Cabbage. Yeah. So I just went with it for that reason. I never wanted to be called Cabbage. Some people call me Cabbage. They don't call me Andrew Cabbage or they don't call me my last name. They just call me Cabbage. So yeah, uh, it's a nickname. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's why. So it wasn't anything planned. Uh, but I like the fact that I can keep my personal life and like my business life separate so yeah how many uh because i've found out over the years that there's a lot of or not a lot but there's more than you would think uh of lawyers in bands yeah uh you know i didn't know any until uh i started telling them that i was in law school yeah and then uh i found out people who are friends of mine who are lawyers and i had no idea right so I mean, we're talking about the same people yeah but uh, yeah obviously uh you know Wolfface and uvandal have lawyers in their bands yeah so and people don't know that so i think that's super cool but i knew both of those people for years and had no idea they were lawyers and then uh they found out it was in law school and that's when i found out that they are lawyers so that's well to think about especially Wolfface. Yeah, it's funny just to uh i wonder if anybody anybody he's like uh been in court with has uh, oh, yeah. some some by some way just been at a wolf face show i know uh there's another band uh uh from a small town in florida that uh one of the guys in the band is a lawyer yeah. uh, but the band doesn't play very often like they play like once a year and stuff but um, pretty much everybody in that community knows he's a lawyer. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Everyone in the legal community in that small town knows he plays in a band. Yeah. And he can't hide it. You know, where I think everyone else kind of hides it. So. Yeah. But like, I feel like uh, even like the judges have seen him. <laughs> seen videos of him playing. Oh, man. So you got. So you're in a bunch of bands or two bands right now, mainly, right? Caffeines and vicious dreams. Yep. You guys stay putting out music or it seems like that. 
Tried to. Yeah. Vicious Dreams just put out a full link, right? Yep. I got it right over here. Boom. I see it. What, uh, you can see it? I, oh, no, see it. I wasn't quite for that. Oh. Yeah, that's the poster from it. No. Boom. Yeah. This is the last release that Swamp Cabbage did. Yeah. So. Was, did you, was there any uh, worry about selling them during COVID? Or were you guys Absolutely. like... Absolutely. I know a lot of good bands right now that are having difficulty uh, selling records that, um, you know, like, like obviously we didn't have a release show, you know, and uh, you sell more records at your record release show than anything else. Right. You know, so uh, without that, it's pretty difficult. Um, so I know, I know good bands that put out records during COVID that, um, you know, their records aren't moving at all and they're good records. And it's just because, people aren't paying attention to, you know, new releases coming out. I think some people are paying attention more than ever, but, uh, but a lot of people don't realize it, you know, um, that some of the bands they like put out a new record. Um, so we tried to be creative and, uh, you know, tried to put out as many videos and stuff and do contests and try to get some attention that way. And it's going good. Um, I mean, I'm happy with how, how many pre-sold, and um how many we sold since then uh but if we would have had a release show i mean it, if we if we had a release show we would be 50 percent sold out now mm-hmm. so um so it would have been cool maybe one day <laughs> maybe one, uh, yeah. but i know uh even like bigger bands like a lot of bigger bands they've been sitting on records for months and right. they're not going to release them until they can tour because you know bands that actually make a living uh that's a huge difference and if you put it out now you know if a bigger band puts out a record now and doesn't tour you know when they finally can tour tour in like a year or whatever it's not gonna be a new record anymore and people are gonna have forgotten about it right now so yeah some bands some bands have been sitting on their full lengths for a year which uh caffeine's we've been sitting on our full length for a little while um we finally uh just announced it the other day so yeah yeah um, but i but i've been sitting on that one forever too which <laughs> these are done too hell yeah <laughs> but no one's seen these so this is the first time anyone's seen wow. the artwork anyways a Just, debut you know. is, yeah did you get a yeah. tom what's his name to do the art yeah yeah tom Lowe. tom Lowe. yeah that dude's awesome yeah it's sick man yeah so wow. we've been sitting on that record for a while and uh yeah, it's that one's coming out in uh, I guess like three weeks, four weeks, Damn. something like that. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. That's this is a, a tough time for everything, um, especially during normal times. It's it it takes long enough to put out an album, like from record to press to actually have yeah. A, yeah, people don't know that it takes like six months, anyways. You know? Yeah, at least so, like, yeah, a quick turnaround. Mm. So the caffeine's record, uh, we're just like this thing has to come out before the end of the year because uh, it's been done for, you know, I think I think we finished, I think we got it back mastered back in uh, back in December. So oh, damn. it'll be basically a year that it took to get it out and. 
we just weren't in a rush because we're not playing shows like originally the plan was it would have came out like uh at least three months ago but what's you know what's the point right uh, you know if you can't play anyways damn um when do you think damn i don't know when do you think we're gonna play shows again a year at least i have no clue me either i don't even want to pretend yeah <laughs> whenever whenever there's a vaccine and yeah. sure there's good news lately but who knows what that means i i'm not going to pretend to know what that means but right. i don't think that punk bands are going to be touring until after vaccines been out for a little bit you know i know that there are some kind of bands that like things could work i guess and they can still be safe where they do like you know limited and like tables, I guess that's okay or whatever. If you're still, you know, social distancing and wearing masks, like I guess some bands can do that kind of stuff, but like punk bands can't do that. That's right. never gonna work. Like you're not gonna play a show where, you know, there's a fourth of the people that would normally be at your show and they're sitting down at tables. Like that's not, you know, punk, punk shows, everybody's right up against each other. So yeah. It, yeah, I don't want. I don't even want to try to guess when it's going to happen. Right. But. Yeah, I've seen some people um, in our area trying to do shows now, and it's you know it's hard enough to get people out to a normal show, and in a, in non-COVID conditions, but now yeah, I mean bands are starting to do it here too. But it's um, I mean I gotta be honest with you, it's uh, it's local bands. And, uh, and I feel bad for the bars, you know, like for sure. I got a bunch of my friends own bars and, uh, I feel real bad for them cause they're all struggling. But, um, I think that even if a local band could play a show and it could be safe, which I'm not convinced that it is, but even if you can, um, you're really hurting the, the touring bands. You're really hurting the bands that are trying to do this for real. You know, right. because if local shows are happening now, it's going to push it back even farther until, you know, bands can tour. Like, and I'm not even saying necessarily bands that are making money, but I don't want to play shows until you can tour for real again. Yeah. You know? I think, you know, uh, it sucks. I want to play shows. I want to go to shows, but I'm, I'm not going to right. because that hurts all bands that hurts everybody especially the ones who are trying yeah. you know so yeah maybe the local band can do it and be safe but um i'm not going to do that i'm not going to you know the bars get shut down again and then it's even longer until um hard-working musicians can get paid you know right so yeah that's uh that's how we are we're not gonna not gonna play until everything's yeah. all good Mm. Mm. what is what is one thing you don't miss about touring uh i mean i don't know i like touring the oh, last yeah. couple were good the yeah. first couple were a little rough but you know uh yeah um i mean i guess i don't miss uh you know, only getting like four hours of sleep every day. So yeah. After, after two weeks of that, like it, it starts to get rough on the road, you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, here, I like when, um, 
you know, like you go play a show across the country and you've been on tour for a little while and um, you, you're there with some friends, you know, that you've known that uh, they put you up or whatever. And um, they think you want to party after the show. Yeah. And, uh, and you haven't had more than four hours of sleep in the last week, you know, and uh, so they, they want to party all night with you and you just want to sleep. So, so uh, yeah, I don't miss not sleeping on tour. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's my answer. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's weird. I miss driving for some weird reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just driving, you know, for hours and going. I mean, to, you can still do that. I can do that. It's not the same, man. You know, yeah. uh, bunch of sticky dudes in a van going somewhere. Miss, miss the smell. Miss the smells, the the aromas, the tastes. Hmm. Mm. But you know, what can you do? We're all in the same boat. Yeah. Hmm. So you said you you've done a lot of podcasts. You've been on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the general uh, feel? Because I'm this is a new podcast for me, and I'm still f- figuring out my uh, my way of this podcast. This is a little different. Yeah. This is a little different because most of the ones that I've been on were just like you know you have a new record out and somebody asked if uh, they can uh, play some songs right. and if you can answer a couple questions and, but not like, this is like, you know, a real conversation. That's usually just a quick thing, Mm, you know? Yeah. So this is totally different. I've never done one like this. Yeah. I'm getting, hopefully I'm interesting enough. Oh yeah. Oh man. Stay. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like that those are podcasts. I like the conversation ones because it's like, I've listened to some uh, punk podcasts that have been like that format where it just seems like it's a like bad, like radio local radio show or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's not fun. I don't know. A lot of people, it seems like a lot of people use the same formula for a bunch of stuff. It's, uh, Cause it's kind of like, I don't know, kind of like music maybe where uh, people get into a certain formula. Yeah. My caffeines have been, uh, the sound has been changing a little bit. Is that, is that fair? In a good uh, good way. We try to make, um, our records sound different, but although that you said that, um, if you're basing that off of the last couple of songs that we've released, most of those are the, uh, the weirder songs and it okay. just happened to be that way. So like the last, the, uh, the last song that we released that we, when we announced the new record, right. That's just like the joke song. That's like, um, you know, like the title track, but it's just a joke song. Uh, that song, um, that's the shortest song on the record, I think pretty sure. And then the one before that, uh, is on the record, but that was before we announced the record and that song, is the heaviest song that we've ever done and that that song fits with the record the least out of all the songs on the record so both of those songs are no in no way a representation of our new record now the the song darkest timeline that uh that video came out that was on the four-way split that we did not that long ago right 
that song is the only song that's on both and uh that song is what the record sounds like Ah, uh, okay so specifically that song and then that split that we did that four-way split that that song was on um like that record had our first ever ska song <laughs> so we've been a band for 11 years and this is uh our third full length but we've got enough tracks to have four or five full lengths yeah. out there you know, so many splits and b-sides and stuff so uh out of you know like out of like four full lengths worth of records um we did one ska song i think that and might be too much ska maybe we have a joke uh that uh the reason why we never did a ska song before um we have a joke that if you upstroke one time then you're a ska man so, Oof. yeah so <laughs> so we did one ska song and it's just a b-side and you know that record's almost sold out so um so that song will be gone soon oh shit yeah do you uh but, do you guys but there are horns on the new record though um they're not ska songs but there are uh same thing with uh our our second full length we had a couple tracks i think we had three chat tracks on our second full length that had uh saxophone on it yeah. um so on the new record i think there's three tracks that uh we had the horn section from um from uh control this okay play um and uh it'd be cool one day to play a bunch of songs with them sometimes jeff will come up and play like a song or two with us but we've got we could probably play half a set now with a full horn section yeah if uh if it's ever safe again you know we we've talked about it uh but those songs aren't ska songs they're just songs that have you know trumpet and sax on them so when you guys uh start do you do you have the idea of whether you want to do a full length or a split whenever you start uh, getting songs together? How's, what's uh, that process? So, so what I do now, uh, because records take so long to come out, yeah. what I do now is, um, all right, let's say that uh, we want to put 14 songs on a new full length. We'll go into the studio and we'll record, you know, as many songs as we can. Maybe we record, 18 songs right and then um we pick 14 for the record and then the other four will end up going on splits and stuff or songs that you know we didn't think made the cut yeah so we always have a couple songs that we're sitting on like that um because you know we might only record once a year and then you know you want to be able to release records so and records take so long right that uh you know it's good to have something in the works coming out even though uh you know you already have stuff going on like like vicious dreams that that's our first full length that just came out right uh, you know at the beginning of this month or uh on on halloween our first full length uh but we have a second full length already demoed and uh it's good that it that the the lp finally came out because we have a second one that um i it might be like uh month or two or something but we're probably going back in the studio and doing our second full length really soon so damn yeah. do you write any of the songs uh so i i i don't write music um i help out a lot with structure oh, okay. um, and uh 
I write a little bit of lyrics, yeah, um, but not a ton. Like maybe like one song on a record, I wrote all the lyrics to. Um, I'll help out if uh, somebody's stuck. Um, with caffeines, I come up with a lot of the song titles. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting that uh, caffeines kind of do a goofy thing, you know, and right. like you know, jokey song titles and stuff like that. And then Vicious Dreams are actually the exact opposite. Vicious Dreams is like very like traditional and everything and like, you know, uh, nothing goofy, you know, like no goofy song titles, you know, so. Yeah. But Caffeine's I get to be creative and I get to come up with a lot of the song titles, so. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, Robert does like 95% of the songs. Yeah. And uh, I'm just not good at writing songs. I, I don't know. I just, I just I always feel silly whenever I'm like trying to figure out lyrics. I'm like, oh man, these are real dumb. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, for you know, everyone has a job to do in a band. For sure. You know, every responsibilities and uh, so like caffeines, like uh, I handle the business stuff, and um, Lance is kind of the personality and uh, <laughs> on that we. He's like the salesman. He's the bad boy. And then, uh, yeah. Tim Tim does uh, Tim does like most of the artwork. Yeah. Um, whether not necessarily that he's drawing stuff, but like he comes up with the ideas and um, stuff like that. And Tim uh, Tim does like our, our videos and stuff like that. Um, anything that we need, like you know, media wise, Tim usually doing it. And then uh, Andy writes the majority of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy's the talent. <laughs> He's the talent. Yeah. Andy's the talent. Tim is the the uh the brains. The yeah. uh, Lance is the the body. The looker. Yeah. And you're the you're the uh the backbone uh yeah. muscle of the group. Yeah. Everyone has a job. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most difficult thing to figure out whenever you're a band. Yeah, I mean, it takes uh, the longest. I think, you know, I think with bands, like, everybody should be contributing in some way, yeah. you know, so whatever that means. But everyone's contributing, you know, um, that way everyone feels like it's actually their, mm. you know, thing. It's and, precious uh, to them, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then, uh, you know, uh, I think it helps people getting along and stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I know a lot of bands. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but bands where one person controls everything, I can't be in a band like that. Like, there's no way. Um, but a lot of bands are like that, where one person literally does everything, and the other people are just, you know, basically hired musicians. Just nobody knows it. You know, like yeah. that's that's weird to me. You know. Yeah, that's weird. You gotta you gotta have some skin in the game. I think. Yeah. Who's uh who's all putting out y'all's full length? Uh Caffeine's record. Uh yeah, Caffeine's. Coming out um on vinyl in the US. It's uh Swamp Cabbage, Rad Girlfriend, and uh in no time. Okay. And then uh on vinyl in uh Europe it's coming out on Monster Zero. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Pretty pretty stoked on that. Uh finally getting to do something with Monster Zero and Hell all yeah. that later. So, uh, and then uh, it's coming out on cassette on no time 
and then uh, it's coming out on CD through um, uh, uh, Gutter Pop. Okay. I almost mixed it up with the CD for Vicious Dreams. So yeah. I was like, which one is it? Yeah, Gutter Pop. Mm-hmm. My bad. For, they listen to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um. Wow. It's yeah, and putting out records, people don't realize how many people you have to get involved and like how much you have to orchestrate. Yeah, my my philosophy on that is um the more people involved the better, personally. If you're not like a, a big band. Right. You know, but that that's how I, I I kind of you know, I run it as a band. When I when I say that, that's how I feel about caffeine's putting out a record, not as in swamp cabbage putting out the record, you know. So um but I think as a band, uh, if anyone wants to help you and they want to promote you and, you know, and they're not really making money, they're doing it because they actually like you, yeah. you should let them. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, the more people pushing your record, the better. Like, you know, that's only better for everybody. For sure. So, you know, um, I mean, I'm not saying put a hundred labels on it, but like, if you got a couple labels and like they're not really in competition with each other or that kind of thing like um i'm pretty sure all of the labels involved uh have different distributors uh, so okay. you know it it should uh it should only sell better it shouldn't be competition between the labels right hmm interesting yeah man i think uh i don't know i don't know uh, during covid uh i've been able to kind of like step back and reevaluate a whole bunch of stuff and yeah. Uh, yeah just trying to f- i'm always trying to figure out what's a better way to to get eyes on on the band um what do you think outside of putting out records, obviously, and touring, what else can bands do? Well, that's what I was saying about, like, releasing a record right now, like, trying to be creative on how you're pushing it, yeah. um, getting attention. Uh, so, like, with uh, the Vicious Dreams album that just came out, like, we did multiple videos. We did a contest, uh, a lot of things that we were giving away for free and, you know, different new sites involved like everybody that we could everything that we could think of to get you know attention you right. know um i'm sure there's better ways anyways you know but we were just trying to be creative and trying to come up with new things to get people to keep paying attention but as far as uh just bands in general right now uh my advice to bands right now and um you know i think a lot of people are doing this but uh, my advice to bands right now is um, you got all this time off, like write the best record you've ever written, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, um, you got the time now, like, uh, you know, get some new, some new music written and recorded, you know? And then uh, when bands do come back, yeah, you got this, uh, this good record to push. Yeah. Where's the place you'd want to tour? if if things things are normal where what's like the dream tour for for either well, band 
for either band. Um, I mean, I, I've never toured Europe. We've had plenty of offers, just can't get it together. Yeah. <laughs> but never toured Europe. Um, I've toured, uh, I played in all over the U.S., played in Canada, played in Mexico. Never played in Europe. Played in Puerto Rico a couple times. Yeah. Uh, but never, never done Europe. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. Uh, there was a good chance that we were going to go over there, um, basically around like, uh, like August, um, was the original plan. Vicious dreams were going, we were, we had a tour planned. Um, that was a, a couple weeks and, uh, there was a good chance it was going to be in Europe. And, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So none of that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bomber man. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Well, we'll do a handsome scoundrels, vicious dreams, caffeine's tour. In Europe. In Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will get Nobody's out. gonna come out. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be fun. Yeah, it's the exposure. Yeah, That's what they're gonna tell us. They're gonna pay us in whatever uh, local currency and be like, it's the exposure. Like, yeah. 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 Love the exposure. It'd be really good for you if you did this thing. <laughs> when uh, you don't have to say names, but when was the last time y'all got uh, duped or screwed over? You or maybe like an exposure type type of deal. Uh, or you don't have to say. Maybe that's a bad question. I don't. Want, I don't want to put you out. I mean, like. I don't know if we got screwed over on an exposure type thing. Like we've definitely been screwed over where like, you know, people say they're going to pay you and they don't. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe that's, a th- maybe people don't, uh, maybe people listening don't understand the exposure gimmick. Uh, so you want to explain the exposure? I mean, I, I think that just art, any kind of art, like people do that stuff to you. Like, uh, I know that like, um, you know, like graphic designers get the worst out of anybody, Yeah, you know, like will you do this thing for free for me and, um, you'll get really good exposure. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to pay you money. Like you're doing this job, but you know, um, you know, and I guess for music, it's like, uh, uh, you know, do you want to play this show? You're not going to get paid. And a lot of people go and the bar made a bunch of money and you made nothing, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so. yeah, I think uh our uh one of the worst ones stories I've heard is um our drummer Bailey. He used to be in this rap group and play drums. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And in Mobile they opened up for Machine Gun Kelly at this uh oh, yeah. this place called um the Soul Kitchen. And uh yeah, it was like, you know, sell all these pre sales. I think they sold Jesus. Oh yeah, classic. I think they sold like uh, close to five hundred bucks in pre-sales, and they didn't get many of it. Yeah, everyone's got a pre-sale story. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not gonna say that uh, I'll never sell pre-sales again, but yeah, um, the only way I'm ever selling pre-sales again is if uh, I really love the band yeah. and uh, 
and we're getting paid. Yeah. You know, if you tell us up front, hey, you're not getting paid on this show, but you get to play at this band that you like a lot, that's cool. That's you different. Know, you, yeah. You're honest with us. Right. You know, but if you say, you know, you have to pre-sale X amount of tickets, you're not getting paid. Like, you know, that's that's ridiculous. That that thing happens all the time, though. Right. I mean, I, I still know people that do that. Um, there's a uh, there's only one local promoter that really does that around here. Yeah. Still, and um, it's funny because this dude doesn't care what your band sounds like. He's just trying to get as many people on it as possible to sell as many tickets as possible for whatever band coming through. Yeah. So it's funny that I don't even think like, I don't know if he ever remembers when, you know, like when he emails us and stuff, but I like messing with him. So like whenever, it, I mean, like I've done it a hundred times now, uh, whenever we get the email to open up for whatever band, but uh, yeah. and it'll be like, uh, you know, uh, do you want to play this show? You got to pre-sell this many tickets, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I usually, uh, respond with, uh, something like we don't pre-sell tickets, but we'll play for 500 bucks or something like right. that. <laughs> or, uh, you know, um, I don't know, just stuff like that, you know, like, uh, and then if he responds, I usually double our guarantee. <laughs> like if he says like, I can't, uh, I can't pay that much or whatever. And I'll be like, all right, how about a thousand dollars? Cut you a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's always going to be young bands who yep. fall for that. I'm not saying I never fell for it. Right. It's just I haven't in a long time. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. We're the same way. Yeah. I remember, uh, I don't know. And I guess it's just, it's the promoters they're the main ones doing it right and the touring bands are just like yeah you know what uh telling the promoter like eh, just pick whoever you know they're not going to make any money but get them to sell pre-sales um i remember we opened up for richie ramon and that was richie ramon once yeah that was cool opening up for him but it was the it was the same deal where mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, when we played with Richie Ramon, uh, well, it was uh, two tours converged at the same time in Orlando, and one was one was well, I don't remember exactly who was on what, but the show was the Queers, the Dwarves, Richie Ramon, and uh, Adam Age. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so two were with one tour and two with the other tour yeah. and we were the, uh, the opener and, um, uh, the day of that show was the, uh, rehearsal dinner for my sister's wedding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I pissed off a lot of people in my family <laughs> when uh, I was like, I'm leaving at exactly this time to go play the show. Right. And, you know, it wasn't a very nice thing to do. <laughs> uh, tough call, so, man. It took a while for them to forgive me for that one, you know. Yeah. But uh, and I was in the wedding too, so yeah. Unfortunately, but, uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was fun because um, oh, and the rehearsal dinner was in a different city Oy. than the show, so um, so like I was only I had to leave specifically at a certain time, and uh, I the, my my drums were packed up with the, the band. Uh, from practice the other the day before or whatever and um 
they had to set up my drums and I got to the venue and they were on stage waiting for me to play. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Rock star. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, they gave me a lot of shit for that one. Yeah. Not as much as my family. Did, so <laughs> like on the other side. Yeah. Hey man, it's, it's tough, man. Yeah. Tough decisions. It was a fun show. Um, I mean, if that tour came back through, I probably wouldn't play it now though, but, <laughs> but this was years ago. Right. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I don't know. Social media has changed everything where now, you know, uh, every time somebody makes a yeah, I stupid mean, remark or. It's just amazing to me that like, um, I'm not going to talk about anything specific right, right. or anyone specific, but it's just amazing to me people that like, when you give like your political opinions and you have a business and it's like, do you not want to make money? Like right. do you want to cut out 50% of people who might be interested in whatever your product is, whether or not it's your band or whatever your business is like, you know, like you're running a business like is, yeah. uh, is the other side's money not good to you? Yeah. <laughs> like, is not, not worth the same amount? Like, oh, dude. what are you doing? You know, like, why are you going to ruin, you know, like, you're only punishing yourself, yeah. you know? Like, uh, you know, if you have opinions, be smart enough not to say them publicly. Right. Yeah. They can affect your job. Yeah. I don't understand the, uh, the want to be like, this is, you know, this is my stance. Yeah, and I'm putting this broadcasting this to everybody. Mm. So yeah, if if you want to make any bold political statements, feel free to do it on the podcast right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 too radical, Jake. You I'm are too, too radical. radical. Well, yeah, uh, I'm way too radical. My politics are way too radical. Before I started uh, recording, you kick flipped into the into the uh, into the the scene. So. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. Um, can't kick flip, <laughs> but uh, I've done like two kick flips in my life. There you go. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, we've done like uh, forty-five minutes here. Uh, is there is there anything you have weighing heavy on your chest you want to say before we wrap it up here? No, I mean the only other thing that I maybe could talk about would be you know like swamp cabbage stuff you know yeah go for it well it's uh you know caffeine's records coming out in a couple weeks and then um still in the works and there's a lot going on with it but uh um supposed to be putting out uh a record for talk me off oh nice Uh, yeah and then uh the only other thing that i have planned right now um and this is real early stages, but uh, there was a band from Orlando that uh, was pretty popular that uh, Andy was in, and okay. uh, and Marcos, our old, uh, our, the person that Lance replaced, right? Uh, Marcos was in the band too, and uh, so it was basically like half of Caffeine's, way before Caffeine's, yeah. uh, their record that they put out. Is, uh, and they, they were popular at one time in Orlando. Um, their record that they put out uh, 15 years ago 
was just on CD and uh, Andy asked me if I'd help out with vinyl for it. Right. It's just going to be very limited. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, it's, it's going to be like leaf cuts or something, but we're working on that though, that uh, uh, we're going to put out something special for their 15 year anniversary. So right. some of the early caffeine songs were actually that band songs that never got recorded. So okay. not that we play, any of the, we don't play any of those songs anymore anyways, but right. um, yeah, that? some of them were actually those. What's that, that band? They were called BTH. Okay. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> I, if I remember the story right, it stands for Black Tar Heroin. <laughs> and, uh, okay. and so and so this is like their high school band. Like right. When they yeah, started. Yeah. So uh, they named it, they named their band BTH, the story I heard, uh, because uh, BTH is what killed uh, the singer of Sublime. Wow. Yeah. Big sublime heads. Love it. No, opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, they were happy that he died. <laughs> I guess. These are these are look, look, these are sixteen year old kids. Oh yeah. You know, Twenty years ago. Right. right? <laughs> it was different times. Different times. I understand. <laughs> uh, I mean I still hate Sublime, but I don't I don't think the dude should have died. And, right. You know. Well, uh cool. Where uh what social medias do you want to throw out there? None of them. None of them? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Swamp Cabbage has a uh, Facebook and Instagram. Right. Same thing with Vicious Dreams and Caffeines. Um, there's other ones, but I don't really pay attention to them. I mean, I, I guess like I have a Twitter, but <laughs> I haven't logged in in years. Yeah. Uh, Tim runs Caffeine's Twitter. I don't know why he likes Twitter. Uh, I, I I don't even look to see what he posts. I, I okay. have no idea. I'll go but check. I guess Caffeine's have a Twitter. Um, you know, like Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got a Bandcamp. I mean, check out Swamp Cabbage Records Bandcamp. Um, that way, like, if you do listen digitally, we might actually get a penny from it. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Unlike Spotify. You right. Know. You get uh, 0. .0001 of a penny. Nice I, I think it's for every seven plays you get a penny. Shit. Yeah. I need, I need them them Drake but, numbers. Uh, I haven't seen what it is yet. I, I saw it like like a couple hours ago that uh, Bandcamp just came out with live streaming. Really? Service. So I, I don't I don't know what that means, but Bandcamp has always been way cooler to bands. You for know? sure. Unfortunately, most people don't listen to music on Bandcamp. For but, sure. Uh, but they're way nicer and you know and they do all like they're constantly doing those free days where everything goes to the artist yeah. and or they're doing it donations i mean Bandcamp are like you know cool and like spotify is like the worst right you know, like, for sure the band, so, yeah uh, it'd be cool if people started paying attention to that you know like sure we're all we're on spotify but like i i don't want spotify to make our money you know, make money off of us yeah. you know for Good sure. Money to Go check out Bandcamp, everyone. Yeah, just in general. In general, yeah. Cool. But they, I mean, if, if they got a live streaming thing going on now, then uh, that, that's that pretty sick. Cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best of that one. <laughs> and it's probably because you know they know every the artists hate Spotify. Yeah. You know. So yeah. They probably were like, we, you know, we should do this. Yeah, I think they have an edge 
uh, definitely with artists over, uh, like you were saying, Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music, whatever they call it now. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and I've heard, uh, is it, uh, I've never used it, but Deezer pays, like, pays by far the most. They're, like, the best of bands. Um, I've never actually used it. I mean, I know that we're on there. Yeah. But I think they pay, like, eight times what Spotify does. Yeah. Like something crazy like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and isn't that uh, your boy Jay-Z? He's Tidal. Oh, Tidal. Maybe, yeah. no, maybe I'm talking about Tidal, not Deezer. Tidal, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Tidal's owned... Uh... I think a lot of different artists own it. Like that's their their big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, you could probably cut out that whole section. Okay. I don't want to probably boring everybody. And yeah. I got the facts wrong anyway. So. No. Uh, cool, man. Uh, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, All right. Well, Andrew, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for being my first Zoom guest. Cool. Cool. All right.